Kimberly C. Paul. As I travel throughout each state, I realize that death is just a moment. It is how we live until that moment that matters. Finding connection with friends, family, and complete strangers. Journey with me. This is the Live Well, Die Well Tour. Well, we're talking to David today, and he's created the most interesting platform called The Bucket. David, welcome to Death by Design Podcast. Thank you, Kimberly. It's great to be here. So with everyone that I interview on this this crazy podcast about death, loss, love, now living well, I'm always interested in how others got to this subject to create such a platform like The Bucket, which is, by the way, really cool, great articles. But tell me, tell me your story. Well, it's it's one of those things. Uh, I don't really have a story. The story had me. Um, I don't know uh, why it stayed with me, but uh, for years I've had this idea about tackling the taboo of death. And I know where it started. It started because I was at a friend's mother's funeral, and she had died young uh, of cancer, and the family had built a pine coffin for her. It was a cathartic exercise that they did. And they were the type of family that did that. They grew all their own vegetables. And it wasn't a surprise that they did it. But I was thinking on my drive back into Boston, um, there's no way for other people to know how to do this. You know, there's no, there's such a mystery surrounding the whole death industry, if you will. And wouldn't it be great if there was some kind of magazine where people could go and there would be plans for building the, the pine box. and there would be articles about um, planning. And uh, so that was it. But the idea kept coming back to me. And I kept thinking, I should do this. Um, but I never did. Um, it stuck with me for years. I, I never had the courage to make it happen. Uh, you know, I'm a creative director, a copyright, copywriter. What did I know about starting a magazine? Uh, but the more I thought about it, the more I realized that changing the way people looked at mortality uh, was not that different from changing the way people looked at any brand. Mm. And, and countless times in my career, I've worked on rebranding companies. And then it hit me that I wanted to rebrand death. I love that. Yeah. To help people see how it's not just a negative thing, but by embracing it, it can also be a very positive, have a very positive effect on your life. And that's when I decided to do it. I, uh, I partnered with Dave Jackson, a brand strategist, and Rose DeSanto, who's a great designer, uh, both of whom I met at my first job in Boston. And together, we brought the bucket to life. I love the bucket. Now, tell me about the bucket. First of all, your tagline, I love it, living fully, die well. You know, kind of very similar to sort of how I'm living my life these days on the Live Well, Die Well tour. So when I saw that, I was just immediately drawn that someone might think similar to me. So tell me a little bit about the bucket. Yeah, that, that tagline, obviously yours, live well, die well, is very similar. And I promise you, I didn't see yours. Oh, we did ours. <laughs> I, you know, no, no, this, I, I love it though. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, something that it makes me feel like maybe together, uh, it's where we can be unlimited about how maybe I'm not the only 
one that thinks this way. And that's so it really excited me, first of all. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I've seen your TED talk with the elephant in the room. And it's very much about that. I think one of the real reasons uh, mortality is so taboo are the euphemisms we use. Um, and we felt it was important to come right at it, to actually use the the controversy as a wedge to get people to take notice and realize that we are not about dying, we are about living. And so uh, I know you feel very strongly about this as well. And uh, I think where we're trying to get to is the idea that dying well is not um, about the act. It's not that we, we will have topics about end of life care. We'll have top topics about end of uh, about dying and the act of dying, but we're, we're more about getting to your deathbed without regrets. And so we think that does require a change of perspective, not when you're on your deathbed, but, right now in your 50s, 60s, even 70s, uh, where you can make changes in your life um, so that you you die well, meaning that you're pleased, you're, I did everything I wanted to do. Yeah, like you're sliding into the home plate, looking over your shoulder saying, now that was a ride. That was a great life. Yeah, you know? exactly. So this is what's what I find fascinating in, in uh, this whole realm of, you know, being in hospice for 17 years and, and finding that in the hospice corporate world, I couldn't live well. So what I've, what I've discovered since leaving the corporate world is that death is just a moment, that even the dying are living. And I think that's what attracted me to your site. But I wanted to know, why create the bucket? Is it because maybe you weren't living or you saw people waiting till they were diagnosed with a serious illness, perhaps facing end of life to begin living or how did, how did the whole, or why did, why create something like this um, to encourage people to live better? Uh, yes. I, I think that, uh, you know, one of the, the getting back to the rebranding death um, idea is that, you know, when I first thought of this idea 30 something years ago, there was nothing about it when i as time went on when the internet came out there's been a lot more the death positivity movement that you're involved with is very uh very important but what i was seeing is that there's a choir that's being preached to and there are a lot of people who are going to these death positivity sites and and uh they're they're very much into it and i was thinking that there's nothing talking to people who aren't in the choir and people who find it like, like some of the people I told how I was doing this, they look at me, why would you talk about that? And so the bucket is a way, uh, what we think of it as is a mainstream uh, magazine that is about uh, living your life to its fullest because you've embraced death. And so a lot of our articles are trying to be, mainstream but it gets to the idea of this is how much time you have left you you've got to make decisions that you'll end up saying that was the right thing to do so for example we have the article jumping ship how to get out of a dead marriage and that really speaks to the idea of how you have a certain number of years left how do you want to spend them like do you want to stay in this marriage like what have other people done and so it's very much a practical mainstream idea but it all has the filter of 
think about how much time you have left and how you're going to use it. And so that's, that's why we created it because we felt that there was nothing, uh, that actually did this, this kind of mainstream approach to mortality. I totally agree with you. And I, I think that's brilliant the way you said it, is that we do tend, when you're in a movement, you tend to preach to the choir. And how do we get to someone who is obtuse to the subject? And I, I think that's why I'm so in love with the bucket, um, because it is mainstream. And even though it's like peppered and salted with, with you know, hey, this whole journey is going to end one day, it really is about living your best self today, um, which I think all of us in this world struggle with. Um, but I will say this, you know, I've been on the Buckets uh, website several times. I read several articles and I'm, I think it, now I'm signed up to get uh, post. Uh, yeah, I, I just think it's fascinating. But I was really intrigued by the Buckets mission and it called to me. Tell me what is the mission and why is this mission so important to you and those working with you? Well, our mission is simply to help people lead more fulfilling lives by acknowledging and even embracing their own mortality. It's, it's, uh, it's something that we feel very strongly about. And uh, we want to be equal parts philosophy and utility. So um, we want to give people perspective, but then we, wanna, we want the bucket to be almost a how-to magazine. So it's not just like, huh, you know, I really should um, uh, do the most with the time I have left. Well, here are a bunch of articles that show people how to do it. For instance, our bucket list swapping article about uh, home swapping. And, you know, there are lots of bucket lists. I'm sure you've seen them. Lots of bucket list websites where you can go to Machu Picchu and the Galapagos and all these vacations that nobody can afford. And one of the things we want to try to do is show people how they can do it, uh, not just uh, tell them that they should do it. I love that. Because you know what? I love a good how-to list um, because it inspires me. And is that what you're hoping the bucket does is to inspire people to take action with their own lives? Yeah, there's always a reason why you can't do something. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough time. Get this problem, I get that problem. And we're trying to give examples of, of people who are doing it. We're about to uh, publish an article about people who are traveling the world, checking things off their bucket list uh, at a young age, actually. Uh, and they're working. They're working remotely. And it's just, it. these barriers about why I can't do it will be broken down by a lot of our articles. And hopefully... You know, we will change the way people live. We're also, I mean, on my good days, I'm hoping that the bucket changes the way our culture looks at things, just like what you're doing. You're trying to change the culture. Um, you know, maybe businesses will respond to this and change the way they operate. We have such a linear way of looking at life. You know, it is, you're born, you go to college, you get a job, uh, you have kids, the kids leave, you retire, and it's so linear and we think that people shouldn't live that way. That There's no reason they can't do bucket list trips, if you will, when they're younger and, uh, you know, retire for a year, uh, when you're younger, when you can still do it. We have one article about making sure that you do things that require physical 
activity well you're still able to do that activity yes and i i think i think you really have hit that on the head and i recall almost like 5 years into my 17 year hospice uh, a social worker ellen cameron who was getting ready to retire and and i i, t- I mentioned i was like man i can't retire i i can't wait till i retire and she says this do not wait to live until you retire because I waited and my husband now can't travel. Live now. Take the time now. And I think I think that people don't think it's possible. But I tell you, if I can do it, anyone can do it. And it, it people just, you got to understand that when you want something, there's always sacrifices and compromises in, in trying to achieve that. And I, I, that's where I think you know, people, especially Americans, don't want to compromise the house with the yard or keeping up with the Joneses or material things. Um, and that's where I realize that material things are not that important to me anymore. It's experiences. Yeah. And everybody has to make that decision. And we're all so, well, I shouldn't speak for everybody. I know that personally, I've been afraid to do things. And I think that if I think you're totally right, but I also think some of the things you're giving up, you're not really giving them up. There's just this inertia. There's this fear, and it's it's just like, well, this is this is what I do. This is how I've done it. This is what I always thought I'd do, and it's like getting back to the how-to. It's it's not so much giving up something. It's just getting past something. That is totally, yes. Yeah, and it's just, uh, you know, I'm guilty of it myself. Me too. I am a... They stay at home, like, okay, this is, this is what I do. And, uh, I have a hard time doing it too. And, but I think that, yes, there are compromises that you might have to make, but I think a lot of it is just getting past, uh, the status quo. Well, and, tra- and I call it tradition, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, living outside of your comfort, comfort zone. Let me, you know, hearing you talk. It sounds like you sort of created the bucket for yourself too. Uh, I did, and I I think about that all the time. If I did create it for myself, I'm not. I, I think that just doing it is that. It, I, doing the bucket is my thing. That I said I only have so much time I have to, left, and uh, I don't want to end up on my deathbed saying I wish I had done that. So yes, very much that the bucket is is my thing. Um, but at the same time, uh, it's, I'm not sure there's a, but at the same time, <laughs> right? <laughs> it, 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 it is, uh, something that I've always wanted to do. And I knew that following my own advice, if you will, that, uh, I didn't want to be on my deathbed saying, I wish I had done that thing. So what have, have you done something different since you've created the bucket that that's outside of the norm for you? Um, no, I don't think that I have, except that I have believed in myself. And, uh, as I said before, I didn't think like, what do I know about doing this? And I decided like, well, who cares? What if that whole idea of being afraid to fail, um, that was a big part of what was keeping me from doing it. And you know, it's just something that I said, I have to get past that. I have to stop telling that to my, telling that to my son and start doing it myself. Absolutely. So how have you seen people respond to 
this magazine and it's a virtual magazine, correct? Yes. yes. It's only online. So I love that you, you still use that because that's where we're all headed is the virtual aspect of, you know, a magazine online, which is very easy to sign up. But have you seen, how have you seen people respond to the bucket? Well, the response has been amazing. If you're, if you're talking about what the people say to me about it, uh, we've gotten so much feedback on our social channels. And uh, it's like I wrote it myself. It's like I, I said, this is what I'd like people to, how I'd like them to respond and how I'd like them to feel about what we're doing. And we're getting so much of a response like that. It's like, this is so needed. Um, I can't believe no one else is doing this kind of thing. It's like, I love your articles. And so the response um, for kind of bringing this out into the open has been amazing. And so we want to build on that momentum. You know, we just launched last month. And so we're we're still trying to get traction and get this out to as many people as possible. So, but the response has been just what we hoped it would be. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's more than just the choir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, how can someone get involved with you and the bucket? Because I know that you guys, you have people interviewing people, but you also have an opportunity to write an article and it go through you guys to be approved and then post it. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we have our articles where you can become a member. And, uh, you know, it's free to become a member. And uh, we are, as we grow, we'll have more uh, uh, offers for members from our sponsors, from our partners. Um, and you can also just sign up the newsletter. But we also, a big thing on the site is interaction. Um, we have a survey section uh, where you can answer questions uh, and see how other people have answered questions. It's kind of like talking about death and mortality. It's kind of like talking about money. You know, you go to a cocktail party, <laughs> nobody talks about money. It's like, that's a taboo topic. And so the bucket is a place where you can uh, talk about the, this taboo and the, the questions you might have about mortality. Or, you know, one of our questions is, uh, we have an article about getting tested for a genetic disposition for a disease. And uh, after most of our articles, we actually have a survey question. And then we have a, s a survey page that has all our questions. And so you can, right now it's about 50-50 how people, would they want to know or would they wouldn't want to know? We have questions about, <laughs> uh, you, you know, that, that, uh, that question about how many people think it's important to discuss their end of life desires with friends and family and you know two-thirds of the people raise their hands and then how many people have actually had the conversation and only one-third of the people raise their hand right and so we have right. questions like that and so that's a, that's a way to get involved and we also have uh, a reader forum called the bucket brigade which is uh, also part of that questions you might not ask people at a cocktail party about you know every part of what the bucket is about lifestyle uh, travel, uh, end of life care, uh, relationships. And so, uh, that's a place where we think our members will help members, uh, figure out, uh, what to do about an issue they're having that's related to, uh, what we call them buckety ideas. So um, I love it. And we also have the podcast, um, that we'll be doing. And so, we really want people to get engaged and for this to be a community. 
I think that's the most important part of it. And what I encourage anyone listening is you must just go to the website and check it out. And what I found is I couldn't leave the site without reading a couple of articles. And there's one article like death. Is there an app for that? Which was so interesting to me because, you know, that will be that's going to be a question. Like, is there an app to do this well? Um, and I this is where the bucket is is even is so innovative and it is mainstream and it's it's not focused totally on end of life but with all things you've got to look at is this going to end and how can i improve it on a daily basis so can you can you help me find you guys on social media how do how do people find you and follow you on social media most of our social media twitter instagram uh facebook we're at the bucket online uh and uh then of course on our site we have the icon for all those things. And so uh, we're just, you know, as I said, we just started. And so we're building up our our connections on there and our followers. And uh, so at the bucket online is the place to find us socially. And uh, of course, going to the website, the bucket, all one word.com. So that's how people can find us. And, uh, you know, we're trying to get out there, get responses. Uh, get feedback from people, get, uh, you know, we invite people to submit article ideas. Uh, we definitely want this to be something that, as I said, to be a community. Absolutely. David, I, this is what excites me about uh, your your venture, this bucket uh, website and, and involving and making a community. But it's not preaching to the choir. And, and I will say this, even if you're a little hesitant about talking about mortality, this is really about living. Uh, Their whole tagline is living fully. And if you live fully by these how-to lists, because, I mean, I love to cook, but I need a recipe. So the bucket possibly is going to give you a recipe to do this. Um, So I just thank you so much for, you know, being so creative um, to create something like the bucket. I think it's needed. I think it's original. And I'm so glad to see you guys come into even uh, this how-to as well as the, you know, we're all going to die, but it's really about how we live. Yeah, exactly. And I, and to me, what you're doing is so important as well, because this is, to me, it's a rising tide that's lifting all boats. Everybody who's talking about this will help everybody else who, and we're all trying to help our friends and family uh, and just really come to a, a a better way to look at it and realize that, you know, keeping this in the closet is just uh, no good for anybody. I totally agree. So check out The Bucket. Give me that website one more time. It's thebucket, all one word, dot com. Check it out. And they have great articles. And give David some feedback. This is a, a really interesting, innovative way, original way that I've I've not seen um, in the death positive movement, but really just mainstream. And that's where I applaud you is maybe you can allow us to have that crossover and reach people who are just interested in living well, which if we live well, we hopefully will die well. So David, thanks for joining us and check out the bucket. Thank you, Kimberly. So tell me a little bit more about the bucket age, because I, I saw that on the website um, that people, what does that mean? The bucket age? Well, the bucket age is is really just a way to calculate that uh, you know that article. I my doctor told me I only have twenty five years to live. Twenty five is my bucket age. So you take your 
estimated life expectancy. And everybody has something you can get. Uh, we're going to put a calculator on the site, but um, you can go to Social Security, uh, the government site, and see basically how long you have to live. And you subtract your current age from that. So my life expectancy is about 85. I'm 60, so my bucket age is 25. And we want people to think about their life. Like we, we have this concept that counting down instead of up is a really interesting way to think about your life. And you might make choices and decisions based on that. You might go on that trip this year instead of in five years because of how much time you have left. And so it's just another way to just get people to think about uh, how to use the time they have left once again so they get to that deathbed without the regrets. I love that. The bucket age. I have, I've, I, I got to figure that out for myself. That's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, everybody has a bucket age. And I, I think that we have a video on the site about that where we interviewed people. We didn't tell them what we were going to say or ask them. And we asked them what their bucket age was. And, of course, they didn't know. Um, and then we explained it to them. And they, they literally wrote it on a, on, a, on a whiteboard about what their bucket age was. And then it was like to see in their eyes, like, that them thinking about this for the many of them for the first time was really interesting. So that's a, a great video to, to watch on our site. And it all comes from this idea, I call it the zoo metaphor, where you know you let's say you take the family to the zoo and you uh set aside an hour to see the big cat's habitat and an hour for the great apes. You want to go to the reptile gardens and the gift shop and you you want to go to all these things. Um, and you don't check to see what time the zoo closes. And so at two o'clock, the zoo closes and you haven't seen the great age. You haven't gone to the reptile gardens and you, you say, wait a second, that's not fair. Uh, I haven't seen all this stuff. And I think people do that with their lives. And so they don't, they don't think ahead and say, uh, you know, this is, this is about when the zoo closes, I need to fit all these things in. I need to make choices. I'm not going to go to the reptile gardens because the big cats are so important to me. And and so then at the end of the day, you say, you know what? I wish I had done seen the reptile gardens, but I made the right choice. And so the idea that people feel cheated when they don't get to do what they uh, wanted to do, but in reality, the choice is theirs. And by figuring out your bucket age, I think people will make better choices about how to use their time. Kind of like the compromises you were talking about. Yeah. You know, that's a fresh, a really refreshing perspective that I've not thought about. And you're right. If, if I only had three years to live, would I live differently? And that's, that kind of makes it a reality check almost. And I love that, that time, like the, what did you call that? The zoo? The zoo, the zoo metaphor. I have a, I have a few I love that. metaphors. I also have a uh, words with friends or Scrabble metaphor if you want to hear that. Yeah, please. <laughs> well, that's like, you know how, do you play words with friends? I do, or I did. So the last thing in the world you want to end up with is like a high, a high number word, like a J or a Q or a Z, because those get taken off your score at the end. So if you are at 250, but you finish the game with a Q, you go down to 240. And so uh, the bucket is trying to help people 
make sure they get rid of their Q's and their Z's and their, and their uh, J's before the end. And it's just like thinking about it and not being left with these regrets, basically. So that's another way to look at this. And it's just, you know, I think that sometimes uh, people don't realize the control they have over their own lives. And it isn't just, hey, this wasn't fair. Uh, it is fair and you have control over it. Absolutely. That's, that, these are great analogies that I, I really haven't thought about, which actually makes me want to do this calculator, this bucket age, and, and, and maybe that will change some of what I'm even doing today. Um, because I can see it and it, it is now a reality. Um, even though it's an estimate, it's still in your face. Um, and I love that. I really, really love that. Yeah, it's just a different way. Like everybody's different. And we're, we have a number of these things where it's like, uh, this might be one way we get someone to think about it um, in a bucket way, but there are other ways to do it. And so that's what we're trying to do. Just, like I said, give people that perspective. You know, we're not a live like you were dying site. This isn't, you know, the, we want to basically give you the you know, it, the perspective of someone who is put in that situation of a, a terminal illness uh, without having to go through the terminal illness. And so, and so we don't want people to live like they were dying. That's not necessarily practical, but we want them to your point in, in your talks, we're all dying. And, and, uh, we want to make sure people really, uh, see that and live their life that way. You know, it brings me to this question. When you're a part of this, and that's that's what I tell myself every time I wake up, like, thank God my eyes are open, um, but I'm, I'm dying, um, and I will never have, you know, June 6, 2019 over again. I will never have a redo. So what does that mean for today? Um, and sometimes that means vegging out and Netflixing it, and other times that means pushing and, and going up and, and hiking in New Hampshire. Um, but why do you feel like we're so obtuse to recognizing the end? Because in, in reality, it makes me live a better today. Why do you think that's such an issue? I don't know. I mean, you probably know more about it than I do. It's just this taboo, this, you know, death is sad. Maybe that it's as simple as that. You know, to lose someone you love uh, is sad. To to leave this world is sad. So, uh, you know, I think that that's where it all starts. And if maybe by not talking about it, it won't happen, is how people live their lives. And, of course, that isn't true. But I think it just comes from that. So it's sad when somebody dies. Therefore, we don't want to talk about it. And it goes from there. I mean, it, you know, I think that in the last 10 years, um, I've seen a big change and maybe the internet has a big, uh, role in that, you know, the deaf cafes that were started in England and, uh, just all this death positivity. Death over dinner. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about mortality and, yeah. you know, um, but you know what? I think the average person and, and I, I put myself in there is that, you know, before I was exposed to this whole hospice end of life thing, I was a destination thinker. Like, um, if I, when I get there, I'll be happy. When I get here, like for instance, 
when I finish college, I'm going to be happy. Mm-hmm. Well, when I get a job, I'm going to be happy. When I get married, I'm going to be happy. When I have children, I'm going to be happy. And death, there is no destination after death. Right. So we tend to avoid that because we're so prone. And I think that's why we get to our 40s and 50s and we're like, that destination thinking isn't working and it all crumbles and we have this thing called a midlife crisis uh-huh. um, because it doesn't work. Um this whole destination thinking, because it never makes us happier. Only when we say this destination of today is where I'm going to li- live, do I find some peace and happiness in daily living. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I love that perspective. And uh, I just, uh, you know, I think that when people start thinking about that, there's a lot of mindfulness uh, uh I don't know how many, a lot of mindfulness sites, a lot of mindfulness books that help people think that way. Um, and there's Buddhism and it's very interesting. I find myself uh, drawn to that in its perspectives. Uh, and it's kind of like I, I cherry pick what I like. And, uh, but there's so many buckety things that are in that area that I think are a constant reminder to me that uh, to your point about live this day and enjoy this day. And it's not about the destination. And uh, so I think that's really important. Thank you for making me think of it that way. Well, you know, I, I was just listening to uh, a friend of mine back in uh, Wilmington who, who was really preaching on this, but he wasn't, he was doing it as, you know, a spiritual exercise, which I was like, man, that's more like a human exercise. Um, But, you know, I think the most important thing that, you know, to recognize is that death is not the opposite of life. Um, And we've got to realize that, um, you know, birth is. Um, Living has no opposite. And and we've got to take advantage of that every day. Um, And I think the bucket helps us do that. And so I thank you. Um, for for being bold and and taking a risk and putting it out there because I believe when we're in our and when we're scared of failing and we're scared and we still push through that and put it out there we find that we relate to other people in a more authentic and original way than not holding that in and and I think that's I think that's what I'm finding meeting you um, and and reading the articles. Um, on the bucket so david thank you so much for your time uh check out the bucket yeah the bucket.com and and reach out to david if you have an article or if you feel like wow this isn't you know website that you want to see another aspect email them um because this is really an interesting way to bring this whole living well um and dining well into the mainstream so we're not preaching just to the fire and i applaud you thank you Thanks for joining us today. And remember, you're the designer. This podcast is produced by Jason Andre with Seven Season Films. If you're interested in telling your story via podcast, look him up. You can find him at sevenseasonfilms.com.